No. Try not. Do. Or do not. There is no try. Everybody all around the world, every single boy, every single girl, found a way to shake those blues, lacing up their thinking shoes, yeah. heading up to Geocache. Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey everyone. Time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music, my patrons Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff the Man, Arbaugh. He changed the notes. I love it. Deborah Burris. Joshua Johnson, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Tiepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, and Valena Mahar. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, possible holiday gift, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. We've did one this year, and we'll probably do one uh, next month. So hop on board uh, the train. Uh, the support levels start at as little as $3 a month. So let's jump right into this show, number 24, for Sunday, November 20th, as I welcome my friend Jeff Arbaugh, a.k.a. Antaeus, to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Thank you, sir. Glad Thank to be you. on. Thank you so much for being here. Um, this one should be interesting, I think. I, I, well, I try to make them all interesting, but this one's a little more um, geocaching. We'll say ge- not 101, but this is more advanced, I think. This is more like geocaching 201. And, and you know, it's all about geocache talk. We're just, you know, hanging out, right. talking about, you know, trying to find those geocaches. That's right. And sometimes we can't, and we're going to talk about what That's happens right. then. So, um, one thing that we want to, I want to talk about briefly um, before we go in, get in the show uh, topic is uh, in two weeks uh, we're going to be doing uh, a show called Podcast of Hope. It is uh, an eight-hour podcast, and no, you don't have to stay for all eight hours, <laughs> but. I've heard somebody's going to somebody. Some, uh, Sodak Zach told me he's going to stay for all eight hours. So, wow. Maybe if you stay for eight, uh, maybe there's maybe there'd be a prize if you can you hang out for all eight hours. So, if you're interested in it, I know Zach Vick's thinking about it. So you know. So is this going to be available on the podcast feed afterward? It will be. Um, it will in be. eight, all eight hours. Are you going to break all, it up into chunks? The the video will be all eight hours, so you can always scan through it to find wherever cool. you want to want to go. 
what I'm doing with the audio is I'm going to break up the audio into one hour chunks and then I'll put them, I'll put them up on iTunes uh, all at, probably it's at the same time, but you can listen to them then at one. Yeah. There'll be, so there'll be sorry, 20, it'll be 26.1, 26.2, 26.3. So each one will have their own little very nice designation. And Jeff's going to be on the show that night. Remember? Hope you yes, remember. I do. <laughs> Jeff's going to be on at the 9 p.m. Uh, time frame. It's going to be from 4 p.m. to midnight on Sunday, December 4th. Uh, Jeff's going to be on during Geocache Gifts. So um, he and Sydney are going to be on for that hour. Now, Sydney's going to be on the hour before at 8 p.m. hour. Um, doing winter geocaching talk with uh, Joshua Johnson, the geocaching vlogger, will be on that time. Um, let me go back to the beginning. The 4 p.m. hour is going to have um, Sarah Murphy, um, the geocaching junkie, is going to be on. She's going to be talking holidays in Ireland. Cool. So that'll be cool. Um, they're not all – they're not all – some of them are some of the some of the hours and some of the talk will be – non-geocache related just sort of holiday related so uh the 5 p.m hour is going to be best holiday gadgets and of course as you can imagine we're going to talk gadgets and gears i know who is we got to have daryl w4 on so daryl's yeah. going to be on with me uh to talk about gadgets um 6 p.m hour is going to be holidays on the farm with our resident well, she's in Arkansas, but we'll call her our resident farm gal. Uh, Deborah Burris will be on. And then 7 p.m. is currently random. <laughs> it's going to be Deborah and Memphis Mafia are going to be on for that hour. Uh, 10 o'clock is going to be holiday movies. If you're interested in finding out more about that, I've got a couple experts on. Uh, my wife is going to be on, Susan. Nice. Uh, first appearance. First appearance. For Very Central good. Mama. I know. It's going to be awesome. And then Jim... Uh, Paul Witz is going to be on too. Uh, Mr. Witz End. Ooh. We're going to talk holiday movies and all that maybe people don't know about holiday movies. And uh, so that'll be fun. And then 11 p.m., we're not sure what we're doing yet. But Memphis Mafia is going to be back on for that hour along with Jim uh, for Witz End. Also, um, scattered throughout at some point, I think Peanuts or Pretzels is going to be on. Um, they are. Uh, Josh and Liz, they're going to be on uh, coming us to us from Asia. So that'd be cool. And I think some more people are considering being on with us. So it's going to be a, it's a power packed superstar lineup of all stars and topics. And so it'll be great. Um, we're going to be raising, thinking, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we're going to be raising f uh, money for um, support St. Jude's. Life-saving life saving mission of finding cures for children's children battling cancer and other life-threatening diseases. And we need uh, your help, the audience, uh, to reach out and help us with our fundraising goal. We're hoping to raise $1,500. And the update right now, we'll give you updates during the eight hours, but we've already got $100 uh, had been nice. raised. So this would be cool. So I, I'm really hoping we get to that 1500 and really help uh, for with St. Jude's. Go ahead. I'm hoping that, you know, by five hours when I join the show, you're going to be kind of loopy and, <laughs> and a little goofy, you know, because you're getting tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 
go all night, man. I originally all thought right. originally thought about doing twelve hour podcast or twenty four. We actually uh, back on the cash and release days. Uh, Michael and I talked about a twenty four hour podcast. So, Whew. yeah, I don't know. But uh, apparently, um, hangouts on air are limited to eight hours. So, oh, I figured, that's right. What the hey? We might as well leave it at eight hours. So, yeah, that worked out. All right, on to tonight's topic. First, we're going to start uh, by talking a little bit about you, my friend, Mr. Right. Mr. Arbar, 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 uh, yeah. Arbar. Jeff um, goes by Antaeus. Well, let's start. Let's go way back. Go way back. Well, not really that far back. When did you first learn about geocaching? Way back machine. Yes. Um, Hulu, back to I, Yeah. <laughs> I learned about geocaching from a podcast. Um, it was a video podcast. Right. Very interesting because it wasn't one of them that you think that people might think it was a geocaching. It wasn't That's geocaching right. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't the geocaching podcast. It wasn't a podcaster. It was actually a show called The Totally Rat Show. And it's a, it's a show, basically three guys talking about uh, popular culture, movies, video games, TV shows. They would do all sorts of stuff, did funny skits. They would go out, uh, do things. One of those things, uh, back when the, the geocaching app uh, for the iPhone uh, right. first released, uh, one of those things was they went out and went geocaching. Um, so I had put some uh, links in the show notes uh, yeah. to those shows. So if anybody wants to check them out, they're there. Um, they, the audience um, enjoyed it so much that they went out again. And I think they went out a third time too. I just couldn't oh, wow. find that link um, because I know that they revisited the, one of the first caches that they went after, that they DNF'd. And so they went back and it was, it was at a, a baseball field. It was in a park. And it was just a like a bison tube hanging on the the fence behind right. the uh, the the batters uh, our home base, sure. and so they were just going all over the place, all around, looking everywhere. And I mean, they must have been there for a good hour. Of course, they didn't show all of that. Right, um, right. They finally, they finally gave up. Went on to you know some other caches, um, but I, I do remember them coming back later on in some episode. And showing, like they would circle the little bison tube hanging from the the fence. So that was pretty cool. Oh, very cool. So ever since then, I uh, I just uh, I thought, okay, I wanted to try that, and and I was itching to go. I had the app downloaded. I hadn't gone out yet. I was telling my coworkers at lunch one day about it. My boss and my, uh, one of my other coworkers. And so after we left uh, lunch, we went and found. My first cache. Very cool. Yeah, it was cool. I still remember the name. It was a yellow submarine. <laughs> uh, I remember was... exactly where it is. I drive by it every day. Oh, wow. It's still there. That's good. It no, always... it's not still there. Oh, the location's still the location's there. I drive still by there. that spot every day. So oh. I actually have the container. It got archived, and I asked the CO if I could. Oh, uh, cool. There. Because, um, you know, I drove by it every day. So right. I, I asked him if I could, uh, you know, take it since it was now geo trash basically. Right. And, uh, so I, I had that with the intention of maybe one day, um, hiding it myself, the same container, but it was one of those, uh, like, a not an Altoids 10, but it was a 10 
uh, circular tin and it got pretty rusty. So it's in my garage. It's not, I have not hidden it and I probably won't. No, not that point. It's, but <laughs> that's crazy. How many people, their first default, their first cash they were fined and they end up with it other than yeah. muggle uh, other people who are to start geocaching and they take the container cause they don't know what yeah. they're doing. <laughs> Yours is a different situation, but very, yes, it is. but so, so cool. Um, so um, I noticed uh, real quick. I divert our show real fast, but uh, Tupper's in our, Tupper hides in our uh, chat room. Uh, so thanks Tupper for for uh, watching the show. Um, Tupper is uh, with NASA. Ooh, ooh, yes. So Very we, cool. we got to be we're gonna be on got our got on our toes tonight. Uh, so anyway, I'm sorry to distract and uh, get us. Um, well, hello, Tupper. Down a rabbit trail. Well, that's that is really cool. You know, um, our first cache is still out. It's in Marshall, Texas. It's still out there. I want to go back and find it again. Is that kind you of should? That would be fun. So, if we're ever back in the area, I think we're going to go find that again. Now, Sydney Sawyer did a uh, she did a uh, uh, vlog on her uh, going back to her first cache. That's so kind of a neat oh, idea. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'll have to yeah. check that out. Yeah, it's kind of a fun idea. So, yeah. Um, so when you do now, um, you you go geocaching a lot of times by yourself or with with the young lady. Yes. But but the but uh, Mama Antaeus doesn't really geocache. No, she <laughs> is. She is against geocaching. She helps. She helps me. Like she, she does. Bought, she bought my 3D printer. She she paints all of the the geocaches. Yeah, there's one right there. She painted this one. She painted that. Yeah. Right, so she here. helps me. She just when it comes to geocaching, she doesn't want anything to do with it, and rather I not be doing it. She thinks yeah. it's dangerous. Um. So yeah, normally I'm off uh, geocaching on my own in the mornings on the way to work, to and from work. Uh, trying to get FTFs if I can. Lately, it's been a little tough because most of the caches are publishing on the other side of town. So nothing for me on the way into work. Got uh, pretty lucky this week, though. We, um, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it yet. There's a new geo art that got published here in San Antonio. Very cool. Yeah, it's called the Yellow Rose of Texas. Oh, and... shaped like a rose? Yes, indeed. How and then you know, you know when you when you solve it, it's a yellow rose. Oh, that's true because it all fills out. You yeah. know, um, um, that's got to be maddening to try to set up. Yeah, geoar. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like setting up a geo tour. Yeah, working out yeah. all the details and. I'm pretty impressed. I mean, that had to take a lot of work. Oh I know gosh, yeah. it was uh, uh, the. Wild Rose of Texas is uh -huh. one of the cash owners, and the other one is K H and S, and the two of them put it together. A um, lot of work because you know it's all puzzles, uh, and then there's a bonus cash at the end, and you have to get stuff from the uh, from some of the other hides in order to solve a puzzle, I believe, and then get the coordinates. Oh, okay. So I haven't done that part yet. I've only gotten uh, 55 or so of them, 56 maybe. 
So I'm not quite done yet. Interesting. Huh. How uh, how many of them are there again? I missed There's it. 80 total. Well, actually, they published a few more that had like uh, like 70-1, 30-1. So not just replacements. They're like, uh, I think, the leaves of the rose. So I don't know what the total number is now because they came out after uh, the initial publish uh, of the the main rose. Was it um, one person or is it a group that's doing it? Do you know? Just two. Two people. people. Wild Rose of Texas and KHNS. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, very well done. Very cool. I apologize to some people on the on video uh, YouTube are saying we have some we're having some audio issues. So I don't know where that would be coming from. But uh, what I can do is sometime go back and put the audio. Um, I can overlay it over the YouTube video if need be. But. Uh, Everything looks normal from this end, so I'm, we're just going to keep going. Uh, and I apologize to the YouTube listeners or viewers, but we will press on. Um, okay, well, this is a loaded question. We've talked about it before. I think we, as, uh, we talked about this on Cash and Release when you and I were on um, last year, but what does geocaching mean to you? What is what is what is it about geocaching that you really like? I you know it's it's all about the adventure, taking you to to new places, discovering um, you know things you never knew were there, a park down the street, um, and then you know the community, uh, getting to know well not just you know like the podcasting community, all of you guys out there, but also the local community, and then all the friends that you make. Yes. Uh, in geocaching, I mean, uh, I don't, I, without geocaching, I don't think I would have, <laughs> wow, I mean, so many friends you make while you geocache. It's insane. Oh, yeah. And you've got some great geocaches, geocachers down in San Antonio. Yeah. Um, it's funny is that um, that's where where I grew up was in San Antonio. And so, uh, but I've, we have got to go back down. We want to, we want meet, to meet up with you and. I guess we can meet up with Electric Water Boy. Maybe. Uh. And Cecilia, she's, she lives <laughs> she lives down that air that way. Yes, so yes. we'll have to get together. We'll 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 put a little um little event together. Maybe not like an event, but maybe just a get together and we'll geocache and cook, go get some good barbecue someplace. But uh, before that the show, like a good idea. Yeah, before the show started, it was funny as you said that um, Cecilia uh, Ravenclaw Tia, she had found one of yours tonight. Yeah, did. that's very cool. Is that a when did when did you uh, when did you when did you um, when did the, when did that get published? I mean, how how long has it been out there? Oh, it's been out there a while, more than a year at least. Um, oh my gosh, it's one of the ones I have out on the the Riverwalk. Um, just a just a little little normal hide, uh, but it's it's a nice location. It's oh, at, uh, it's not a. She wasn't the first to find. She just no, found no. It. Okay, no, I was thinking. Oh my no. gosh, how could it be? Yeah, okay, right. It's, <laughs> it's first for her. <laughs> right. Right. That's a cool one. That's a good idea. Um, always love going down to that area. So yeah, it's really pretty. So mostly, I, I think uh, mostly you you geocache in Texas, but you have done some. Well, where are some other places you've been able to venture to 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 geocache? 
I think that the furthest place I've cached was Hawaii. Um, we were there on a family trip with with uh, my parents, my sister and her husband. Um, and then it was uh, my wife and I uh, before we had our daughter. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Not enough time to go, you know, geocaching. Uh, so I was able to get one find while I was there. That was nice. Um, but yeah, I've been able to, as we do, you know, um, family trips, I'm able to catch some as we go. So I've gotten 25 states so far, been to oh, Canada. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, not bad. One one trip, though, uh, got a big chunk, got 19 states done. Uh, it was a big round trip from here uh, up to Michigan into Canada, back down into New York uh, around. I mean, just one big, huge circle. Right. So 19 states during that one. Canada, I actually uh, met up with uh, Daryl W4. Uh, oh, very cool. I had a... Uh, had uh, created a geocache for him. And so I was delivering it to him. He met me uh, there at our hotel and we went out and got a few caches together yeah. before I had to get back to the family. <laughs> uh, was that the gnome? That was the gnome. Yeah. The gnome. Yes. That's yes. a great, great geocache. The uh, it was, it was an awesome trip. I, you know, my wife was gracious enough to let me, you know, get a few caches along the way. I got a, a WV Tim cache, only one. Yeah. But hey, that's that awesome. One. That's cool. Yeah. I got to go to uh GC thirty nine, the spot. Um yeah. yes. that uh, was a very, very cool one. It's very beautiful. It's in the Finger Lakes. Um just beautiful area. Now that's the oldest in Canada? No, that's in New York. Oh, it's in New York. Uh, oldest in New York. Okay. It's like uh I want to say it's the fifth oldest active geocache. So yeah. it was published in May. Um, so that was my May, you know, 2000. I haven't gotten go yet. So, um, that takes its place on the, uh, the Jasmine grid for me. Yeah. That's, that's a DC 39. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one to, uh, uh, to fill in, like you said, for Jasmine. That one was, that one was pretty interesting to get to. It was, I had planned it out, uh, mapped the, the way that I was going to go. Um, thinking it was the shortest route to get there, and we're we're driving up, uh, increasing in elevation as we go, and we get off of the cement, and we're driving on a gravel road, um, and you know it's the it's slowly increasing in elevation and incline, so it's oh. getting steeper and steeper and steeper, <laughs> oh, no. and we're we're going up the hill. And eventually we get to a point where my car will not go forward anymore. Wow. It started going back. Oh, and no. it, yeah. So I'm trying to, to get it to at least, you know, settle down so that I can figure out how I'm going to get up or turn around. Oh, my. Um, it was, it was pretty crazy. My wife was pretty nervous. <laughs> I would say she was kind of scared. Um, I can see. And why. my daughter was oblivious. She was two or three at the time. And, you know, sitting in the, her car seat watching Curious George or something, just totally <laughs> oblivious. Right. And, uh, and, and you're- so I tried it again and no go. I just could not get up to the top of that hill. It was oh, no. insane. So I, I slowly go backwards. I didn't take much yeah. to go backwards because yeah. it was already taking me backwards. <laughs> it was to go but, backwards. 
But I, I had to go quite a ways back, probably a good, I don't know, 50, 60 yards to, to get to a spot where I could turn around. It was that narrow of a road. Wow. And it was, you know, on some sides, it was not a huge drop. But if our car were, were to go off, uh, it would not have been good. We would have ended oh up um, uh, in a pretty big mess. So I finally got down to a spot where I'd remembered a clearing a little further back. And so I backed into that and right. uh, went back down. Um, and, and then there was no signal here. There was no, uh, right. You know, connectivity. So I couldn't use Google maps uh, to re, you know, readjust my, uh, my route. Uh, so we had to get back to a, a spot where I could, you know, get connectivity again and then find the other way to get there. To get to the and spot. So, you had to, to get, get to, to a the spot. spot. You had to get to, to the spot. To get to the spot. Yeah. To get to the spot. Gotcha. So, so, I mean, it was it was insane. But I finally was able to to navigate uh, uh, via a different way, which was also a little tough getting up. But I was able to get up over that hill, um, steep road or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, my wife waited in the car and I pretty much took off running because she was <laughs> not happy. Uh, so, so I jogged to the, to the spot, uh, signed the log, enjoyed the, uh, the view for maybe a minute or two. Moment. <laughs> yeah. And then I then ran right back. It's t- pretty tough too, because there's a lot of, a lot of hills that you're going up and down on your way to that cache. Wow. Wow. That, that's a story right there. That was fun. Amazing. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm glad the wife was willing to put up with you, you know. Yeah, she <laughs> she was. Not so much the next uh, couple of road trips. Uh, I, I was only able to get a few on my last one, but yeah. I got uh, got a Jasmine out of the way, so I'm down to two more left. That's good. Is, yeah, pretty um, awesome. Let's see, two left. Uh, Georgia. You got it. And Utah. Uh, actually, both of them are in Georgia. Are they both in Georgia? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, that's a... So hopefully I can go to that. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's not going caching. It's uh, one of the other mega events. That's going to be in. Gee, what's yeah. not going to be in North Carolina? So you could yeah. you could you could roll through there on on your way, I guess. Right? Yeah, I'm thinking if I can get away, if the wife will let me. Yeah. You know, fly there. Do the Geo Woodstock thing, maybe go down with some people to yeah. uh, to you know Atlanta area and get those two. And there's right. probably three or four good Jasmine caches there, maybe even more than that. But I only need two of them. But I'd be willing to go with other people, sure, so we can get them all. Exactly. You know, one of them I think is on an island. If I yeah, that's on. that's one of them. A little tricky. Yep. But, but still. Actually, the two that I need are on that lake. Oh, so there's okay. the one on the island, and then there's one southeast, on, on no, same, southwest. Same area. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right right on that same river or uh, lake. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, well, hey, we're going to be headed that way. We're going next year. Maybe we so. can do it. Yeah, we can work it out. So It'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> I know there's already talk about organizing an event uh, for, you know, getting those caches. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. So. Yes, it would. Well, um, we're going to talk. We're going to talk tonight about what what next. And this is an interesting topic is uh, is it happens to all of us. At least it happens to me all the time. <laughs> uh, me too. And that is, what do you do when you can't find the geocache? And what's funny is, before we get into the 
some of the tips and everything is before the show was before the show started, I was looking through all my DNFs and just kind of just started kind of thinking, thinking about them. And one of them is in, uh, in Kyle, which is on the Kyle geo tour. Here's the coin for the Kyle geo tour, which, uh, I've shown, I think before, but, uh, it's such a cool coin. They did a great job with that one. There it is. And uh, Jeff's done the Geo Tour. You did it. We figured it was about two months before, or two or three months before Susan and I did it. But um, one of our DNFs is uh, number eighteen on the Geo Tour, and sure enough, Jeff found that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we had we had a little talk beforehand. And what's interesting about what what you kind of give me a general idea of where where the cash was. And what's interesting about that is. That is a location that I had searched but wrote it off without really searching it well enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, yep. is, this is something that is all geocachers, whether you're beginning, intermediate, advanced, whatever stage you think you're at, that is a – because as soon as you mark off an area, even if you don't do it well enough, you mm-hmm. probably aren't going to go – you're probably not going back there. Right. Yep. And that's what that's what I did. I rode off that area and, and got distracted, went down a bunny trail. <laughs> yeah. So, but hey, you you got another cash, you were able to get enough points to get that we coin. Did. We did. It was it was it was great. Um well it's just another smiley for you to get another day. Absolutely. Oh yeah, we'll we'll head that way sometime again. So yes. <laughs> well what let's start with where what we should do before we even go out geocaching. What are some, what are some things that we need to do to prepare ourselves to adequately find uh, a geocache? Do you want to start out? Uh, I'll let you start. Tell, tell, tell me what you do to kind of prepare yourself for a, for a, so I know a lot of people just, they just go, right? Yeah. They just, they just get the coordinates and they start going. They don't, not everybody actually reads the, the description, uh, you know, right. it's too long, whatever, but uh, you need to read the, the cash page, read the title and the description, look at the attributes. Um, you know, you want to know if you're going to even be able to approach GZ. Is there, is it only available during certain times of the day? You know, that sort of thing. Right. Um, we're talking about a cache that is um, that you really are need to prepare for. We're not talking about every time you go out because there are times when you, you and I have both done this where we you're just you're just out caching an area and you didn't really maybe prepare for every one of them in an area. But this is more of a this one may need a little bit of planning. So that's kind of what we're we're talking about right now. So what what are some what are some other things you would do? I like to uh, you know I like to take a look at Google Earth, look at the the uh, satellite image of the area. It, you know, some people might think that that kind of spoils it, um, but I mean, you know, it, it gives you a great idea of where exactly you need to be searching, uh, where you know even where you need to park. Or if you're going to be able to park there, if you're going to have to trek from somewhere else. Good idea. Yep. 
Because like you said, you don't know. You want to at least get the general idea of where you're going to be. You're going to be. Uh, and, you know, there's one that we even talked about uh, in Arlington, uh, which is the oldest, um, I guess it's the oldest Ooh. geocache in, in Texas. Uh, at, uh, yeah. It's in Arlington. at uh, Tombstone. Tombstone, yeah. yeah. You know, that's one that is really important uh, to realize that there's one road that is on one side of where you would think you might park and there's nowhere to park. But no. on the other side, you can park. Uh, there's a, there's a uh, actually a parking area and you can walk then through the park <laughs> that's there yeah. to uh, to the to stage one. So, you know, that, so it's very important to do that. And if you go at like, uh, what, 11 o'clock at night, like I did, you'll, no problem finding a parking spot. Not a problem. You can jump fences. You can yeah. do all sorts of kind of things. Which uh, I, only, I only jump one fence. One fence. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because um, you saved yourself a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Uh, going around. We talked about that one before because that one um, – you, I, I don't. You really couldn't have done it. You did what you had to do at night, really, because to do it during the, do to do the traditional walk around to get mm-hmm. to that location. You're not jumping any private fences. This is just a, this is just a fence for the cemetery, and it's good. It's so for people. Yeah, we just want to let people know we're not jumping any privacy. You know, these are there's nothing private or anything. It's just a, yeah. It was just the uh, you're you're you need to get to. A location just outside the cemetery, which is still on the, uh, I guess it's university probably university yeah. property has been, yeah. been been placed there by permission. But uh, yeah, so um, but you knew that you knew that going into yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I was it was late. My wife and kid were at the hotel. I was I really wanted to get this cash. This was my only opportunity, so I went after it. Um, and, you know, I, I prepared before I went. I read the description. I read logs, which I don't normally do at first. Right. Um, I might do that later on um, as, uh, well, <laughs> as time we, wears and, on. Yeah, and I think we talked about it a little bit because you wanted to get general a general lay of the land, I think, before yeah. you got there. So. So, so I had read that a lot of people approached it from the cemetery and jumping the fence. Now, I got lucky there was actually a tree that had fallen over the fence. And so I was able to just go up the tree, jump over the fence. I didn't have to like, you know, climb up the fence or anything, but that takes you right down into a, just a jumble of bamboo. I mean, all <laughs> over the, it's not very, you know, comfortable no. No. Uh, going through all of that. And it was, uh, I don't know if it's still there, but there was, there was a, um, a homeless like uh, camp, there um and and so you know approaching that at 11 o'clock at night it was kind of a, a little little scary I see, uh, yeah. yeah so i uh i i approached and i was not having any luck whatsoever i, uh, I there was there was like a uh, a big uh like i don't know if it was bed sheets or whatever but they were up um like strained between trees um, right after you get outside of that bamboo, there's a clearing and it was, they made it their home and the, the cache is right there. And they, they put up this kind of like a wall, like a privacy wall. 
and the cash was right on the edge of that wall. I didn't know it at the time, but I didn't feel comfortable approaching. And, and so I actually backed away. Um, well, first I said, hello, just in case. Right. I didn't want to scare anybody. It's a bit right. Um, and nobody responded. There were some lights on. Um, but I backed away, uh, went back into the bamboo area and I actually started, uh, texting the CEO or messaging the CEO on the the geocaching app. Um, and, uh, was like, you know, I feel really uncomfortable. Uh, you know, he's like, why did you go right now? (laughs) (laughs) It's the only time I can. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, I I feel really uncomfortable. I was kind of hoping you could give me an idea of where I need to focus. Um, and, and I had, before he, you know, started responding to me, I had actually gone back in and found the cash, yeah. got out of there. Um, <laughs> there apparently was nobody home, so I was okay. Even though there were lights on, um, they had some lights strung up around the area. Oh. Um, I was able to get out of there, got the cash. Uh, um, yeah, I don't think ours was good. Yeah, I- I think that was after we had found it that they did all that because I don't remember seeing any of that during the day when we were there. But uh, but you but you give you you brought up another um, good tool I think, and that is and I've done it many times is um, contact the cash owner if you feel comfortable doing that, and um, you know asking for any kind of level that you feel that you want to, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not maybe necessarily the purest that some people are. And I'm okay. And if you, if you don't feel like you, if you don't feel like you want any help, that's okay. You, 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 you know, you handle this, you handle this great sport, how you want to handle. Uh, and so, you know, for, for us, um, a lot of times I just want to, a little push. I just need, I don't need a lot of information. I just need some, some general, maybe a general guideline. Yeah. I, I don't want a CO to respond and say, Oh, it's right here. Exactly right, right here. You need to do this. The third tree, bottom of the yeah. third tree. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. Like in this case, I just kind of wanted to know, I had described an area and wanted to know if it was yeah. in that area because I didn't feel comfortable going into the, you know, the, the little homeless camp. Um, so, you know, I think it's okay to, to send them messages and say, you know, Hey, I don't feel right going, approaching it, you know, over here. Can I eliminate that from my search area? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's that, that I think is, is perfect. And, and, uh, it's similar to that would be phone a friend or text a friend who maybe has found the geocache uh, before. Um, well, do we want to, do we want to get onto that? Do, oh, we, we wait on that. You want to, you'll go back to. Yeah. Cause I think, prior I to think that. phoning a friend um, and even the CEO talking to the CEO is more of a last ditch effort. Yeah. You know? It kind of falls in that spoiler category yeah. a little bit. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, do it so soon into the search. No, no, you're right. Uh, you know, um, so I don't know. Do you? I mean, yeah. Let's, let's step back then. So okay. um, we'll go back in time for a minute there. Um, the so way back machine again. The way back machine. So you've done your planning a little bit. You've, you've looked at it on, on Google maps, or at least the area. So you're, you're about to go out to, to try to find this geocache. So what should you do 
let's say you found a good spot to park, which we, you know, we, we kind of how we got started on this little, little bunny trail we went down. But yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> so you find the place to park. So what do we do at that point? Well, you know, this is kind of going into into the basics of geocaching as well. You know, don't if you got one of those GPSRs, a handheld like a Garmin or whatever, right. don't just you know power it on and go right out there and head you know toward it. You want to wait a little bit, let it get enough satellite so that you know you've got good coordinates, um, good readings, whatever, and then start on your way. That's a good point because for some people who are new to to the sport and have a GPSR, a lot of times it doesn't come with the greatest instruction manual on how to use it. So, <laughs> you know, that's important to, like you said, um, be able to get. Now, one thing I've always done with mine is, uh, or at least the ones I've had, they don't tend to do very well at the beginning anyway. So, like you said, usually wait a little bit and you can kind of get a reading of how you're doing. Uh, how the the GPSR is doing as far as getting signal, mm -hmm. and most of them there there should be a, a setting or a screen there where you can you can actually see how many satellites that it it has gotten, so you know you're getting good uh, accuracy. It'll actually show you that you the amount of accuracy that you have. Right. So um, so you got it. You make your way over to whatever ground zero happens to be. And then what is it? Uh, I'm throw you a curveball here because it's not in our show notes, but what happens if I can never get the thing to give me zero feet? Right. What so what I do, the, it'll flip and uh, at least mine, yeah. uh, at least you know, either iPhone or my Garmin. Uh, a lot of times it'll, uh, you get down, you get down to eight, eight, eight feet, six feet, and then uh, it flips around. Now I'm 16 feet yeah. away. Yeah. Yep. So, so uh, a couple of things that you can do. Um, one thing is, you know, back, if you're under tree coverage, you know, back out a ways, find a good clear area. Um, uh, maybe it's not the same, uh, direction that you approached from, uh, stand there a minute or two, you know, so you're getting a good satellite reading and then start at GZ again. Yeah. You know, um, one of the tricks that Slinky Mama has with her phone and she seems pretty successful with it when she's using her iPhone is walking um, so how to explain this so she's um, she's gonna walk parallel to where the geocache is probably hmm. and as she goes along she's watching her the arrow and when the arrow sort of flips she assumes that she has now sort of got that spot locked in to to make a, a like a hard 90 okay. degree make a, uh, a a right like if she's walking to the left of it she'll walk for a while and as soon as it makes that weird flip right there she figures she's at a 90 degree angle from the cache and so she can turn walk walk straight from there and she's very successful in finding she's mm. more successful than I am at finding them it be. so that's an interesting idea I don't know if that yeah. works with all iPhones I'll but have to try that out. Try that out. Yeah. Kind of gets stand back and sort of walk parallel to where you think the cache is until uh, you get some kind of uh, turn. Mm -hmm. So I think too, if you, um, or if you just, if you walk up, 
you walk up like you're hitting two of the cash and all of a sudden you do get a flip of any kind. I think that's sort of sometimes an indication. But yeah, you're right. Um Susan and I were looking for one the other day and we had we had tree cover. And so mm-hmm. what I would do is I tended to be, and this is something, uh, another trick, I guess we, we, we do either motley caching crews when we go out or slinky mom and I'll go out is I get, I try to go back out far enough to try to get good, to get a good signal again. And then from there, if I can get it settled down to where it tells me I'm tw- it's 12 feet away, I can sort of guesstimate and I can, right. kind of, Yep. I can I can direct her or even you know even if you're by yourself yep. you can sort of go okay yeah just sort of you know learn how far it is you know figure out how far 12 feet is and at that point you can kind of put away whatever you're using yeah. and just walk 12 feet and and get yep. to that spot Oh yeah I'll go I'll go as far out as 20 sure. 25 feet and I'll do the same thing you know I've always noticed that as a, a geocacher, as you find more and more, uh-huh. you you get a very good understanding of distance. Yeah, you know you can you can see. Uh, I mean, you can almost judge a tenth of a mile when you're driving in a car. That's true. You do. You get Especially if you've done you know a power <laughs> a power trail. You know, right. every tenth of a mile. Yep. So yeah, you 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 will get to uh, you'll be able to judge distance pretty quickly. I think. So now. You're at ground zero and you're not finding your initial search. You're not finding which you know, you're not finding this geocache. What are, what is it that you're going to look for in that area around that? You know, you've got a good bead on where you think the, the GZ is. And again, that's all you can go on at this point. Yeah. What are some clues that you would, that you would do to look for? I think before I, um, before I start looking at anything out of place, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the the DT, uh, so the difficulty and terrain ratings. I'm gonna look at the size of the container, any attributes. You know, you might you might be searching and searching and searching down. You know, near the bottom of a tree, and you have not looked at the attributes yet, and That's you true. finally do, and then you notice the tree climbing attribute. Right. So. You know, it's it's just a good idea to to keep those things in mind when you're searching because you're going to be able to eliminate areas from your search. You know, if you have a terrain rating of 4.5, are you going to look down on the ground around that tree? No. Exactly. You know, that's uh, probably part of my problem, Jeff, is I tend to get there and then look at the, the, uh, the, <laughs> the attributes, whereas I should do that prior to getting yeah. there so that I yeah. realize uh, that I may be facing a tree climb. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's good. You know, also when you're, when you get there, you know, look, check out that title of the cache again or the description, because you know, the title may not have meant much before you were on your way, right? but when you're there and you've got the area in front of you, that title might actually jump out at you. It might say, Hey, you know, that weird object over there that fits that title. Right. Same thing with the description. Yeah, those are those can be key because a lot of times this is similar to what we talked about last week with Jennifer on, about puzzle caches. Is that you know the 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 cash the cash owner cash hider might have left you some clues, and sometimes we kind of maybe just yeah. bull right through it and don't even look for the clues or don't even notice mm-hmm. the clues are there. Oh yeah, yeah, countless times. <laughs> <laughs> We have enough DNFs, right, between the two of us. Oh, yes. 
And the frustrating <laughs> thing is when people find them right after. And, oh, uh, yeah. They've totally. Like, they have like 10, 10, 10 finds and you've got 1,000. Yeah. You're like, really? Seriously? <laughs> and then you're like, no, they, they didn't really find it. You know, then you like, then somebody with 300 finds finds it and you're like, oh, great. Yeah, they didn't find yeah, it. Yeah, they're finding it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as you mentioned, uh, as far as looking for oh, yeah. something that doesn't fit yeah. uh, the, the situation, you know, you're all, yeah, just look for things that look at, like they're out of place. Um, when those uh, pile of rocks naturally happen, right (laughs) or the pile of sticks i mean it may be in certain you know situations the beaver creating the dam right right we're not going to search right there but um yeah you know look for those things that are not quite normal that you know they they just stick out almost like a a sore thumb you know they're probably not going to be when you when you're (laughs) when it's a cache that you've been having tons and tons of trouble with it's probably not going to be that one that's under the sticks or the rocks, but it's just an example of look for those things that are out of place. Um, like, uh, you know, maybe there's a, maybe there's a piece of uh, cement or something that has been, you know, like broken up from a street or something. Right. Um, and it's, it's sitting there. That's a pretty unusual object to be say like in the woods. Sure. So no, you're right. Maybe check that out. Maybe somebody thought that that would be a cool place to hide. Maybe there's a little nook or a little hole or something that like a bison tube could fit into, you know, check out those unusual things. That's where I always focus first. That's and then I don't find it. And then I, and then I eventually <laughs> come back to that spot and then it's there. You know? Yeah. How's that? <laughs> yeah. How's those, how does those happen where you can't find yeah. it? You know, but, uh, no, that's, that's, that's true. You know, that's, and, um, it kind of gets back to, we were, we talked about the start of the show with the, uh, that one that I can't find in Kyle, Texas. Uh, you know, I just, I wrote off the area and, uh, I probably should have been a little more thorough. So I, I guess whether you want to be thorough the first time, but you don't want to leave any stone unturned. haha. Right. But <laughs> so Let's say that you have kind of done that. Let's say you have, you think you've left no stone unturned. And so you're standing mm-hmm. there. So what, what is your plan at that point? So I'm going to think, okay, do I, do I know this uh, CEO? Do I know the cash owner? And what does that cash owner, what do they like to do? What do they do oh, for a living? Very good. Um, yes. What are their interests? You know, things like that. Um, previous hides. Going, Possibly previous, previous hides. hides. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and, you know, and also if it's, uh, if, if this is a series of caches, um, you know, those, a series is normally, uh, has a specific type of container or a specific type of hide. So have you found one of those in the past? Uh, maybe you're just coming back to the series. You know, it's been a while and you didn't get them all. Um, you know, think back, look at, look at that, look at those previous caches, see if it can, you know, jog your memory. Um, how was that other one hidden? Maybe that will give you a clue as to how this one is. Um, you know, a, as an example of uh, uh, thinking about the CO, um, I, uh, I would say last month or so, 
um, there was a cache that uh, tons of people DNF'd. Um, and I went, I, a couple days later, I went out there and searched and searched and I was fixing to give up. Um, I had done all these tricks that we've mentioned so far. I've tried approaching it from different angles, uh, when it went away from the trees, got a good reading, tried approaching it again. Um, and, and I finally, actually I did one of the things that you mentioned, I stood 20 feet back or so, um, in the clearing. And I said, okay, it's going in that direction. What's over there. That's unusual. I'm going to head in that direction, 20 feet or so start looking around. I found something that was kind of out of place. And I thought, you know what, this guy, I know what this guy does. I'm not going to say it because yeah, it might okay. give away no, to it, some people. Yeah. I know this what guy. this, yeah, yeah, I know what this guy does for a living. I know, you know, what some of his other caches have been like. I think it's going to be there. I need to really focus on that. And I had looked at that area uh, earlier in the search, but I really, I got down on hands and knees and I really started searching it and it just kind of popped into my hands. Wow. I just thought, okay, it's got to be right there. This is some place that he would hide it. I just know it. And it, sure enough, it was there. Amazing. Yeah. It was cool. It was a good find. I got FTF on that one. Hey, I thought uh, <laughs> FTF even after others hadn't found it. That's like a bonus, yeah. like a bonus. Oh, yeah, totally. That's awesome. You know, um, <clears throat> that's something you mentioned. And um, that is something that made me think of there's a, a hider up here in the in northeast uh, north part of Texas who he likes a certain type of tree in a cemetery <laughs> and sure enough that's a lot of times um, you know you can kind of use that to your be- to your benefit mm-hmm. yep. is to know that I've got this kind of tree and I've got this kind of maybe bush or whatever or what and so I can go you know what nine times out of ten he's gonna put it here. Yep. But it's usually a lot of times very, very well hidden. So, mm-hmm. uh, but he, a lot of times he'll leave a, um, a wire hanging on it. Oh yeah. So it's kind of hidden out of sight, but the little piece of wire is hanging out. So nice. a lot of people miss those, but you know, you can kind of really kind of hunt for that little item. And sure enough, once you start seeing those, you start really seeing them, but yeah, very good. Well, um, something else that, I'd put a note in and something I learned from Andy Smith, Mr. Andy Hardhat uh, himself. Uh, he had what's called the spiral walk, which he mentioned that one time on the uh, geocache podcast uh, was um, he gets to ground zero and he kind of does a, he does a spiral outward sort of like uh, Dorothy in the wizard of Oz. <laughs> you know, the yellow brick road. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what he does. And so he kind of searches in a spiral outward as he kind of works his way. Cause you know, unfortunately, you know, and I hate to tell these for all new, 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 uh, geocache, uh, geocachers is it's not always it. What you think cheesy is. <laughs> that's very true. So depending yeah, on what, you know. what they use to hide it mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, what you're thinking Jizu is may not really yeah. be ground zero. So yeah, that, that is one of the major things that we should point out is that, you know, people are taking readings from different devices. Some of them may be 
more or some of them may be less accurate. Um, so, you know, you do have to expand your search from what you think Jeezy is. So if you're really having a lot of trouble, do the, do the spiral walk or do some other sort of systematic search, uh, expanding it, you know, gradually. We had, uh, they could in the, if they're new hiders, that's the other thing I kind of, kind of is to know about is if, if they've only hidden one or two, um, they might've just made mistakes. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I made mistakes when I was early on. I mean, and they may not have obviously didn't mean to, but they might've made mistakes. They, they, um, we knew a cash hider. They used Google earth. They were thinking they were using Google earth as sort of a confirmation for themselves as a second check on their GPS. Well, they were, which is probably a good thing to do, but they, oh, weren't yeah. Do, yeah. But, but they weren't doing it correctly. So their caches were like way off. Wow. I mean, they were like, we're talking 200 feet, 300 feet away. Ooh, yeah. So till I kind of talked to him and I pointed out that, you know, you're off. And so they finally figured out what they were doing wrong. But so did you find those caches before they corrected the problem? Well, one of them we found because I, we searched all over, but I, I, I had contacted the cache owner. I said, I'm not, finding this cash anywhere. I just wanted kind of a hint. Like we talked about, you know, I just want to, mm-hmm. I just want to push in the right direction. Cause I'm down by this. We were down by the lake, uh, down by the lake, like proper. And, oh, and so, um, you know, it's like, I'm not going into, I know it's not in the lake cause of the DT, unless the, unless the DT is off, but I'm like, there's not really a place down here that looks like it could be. And I'm saying, I'm at GZ and I, I cannot find this thing. So I, we contacted them and sh- what's funny is, is they live nearby. They're like, Oh, we'll come out there and we'll, we'll talk to you. You know, Oh, come on out. So we, so I said, you know, don't tell me everything, but we come out there and I showed them and they're like, it ain't anywhere near this thing. Wow. <laughs> so like, Oh, okay. I so, said, well, you're going to have to give me more of a hit now because yeah, it, uh, yeah I got <laughs> nothing to go on. And they go, well, kind of go that direction, you know? And so I kind of walked in a certain direction because it was really off, but yeah. sure enough, we got, go ahead. I just say we just, we just got over to the trees and we were, we just hunted around the trees. Yeah. Was there anything in the description or the title that you can go off of? There was, and you know what? That's something that I'm not, I need to get better at Jeff. And that is in the description. It did talk about Robin, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Sure enough, Robin was was related to yeah Robin yeah. in a tree. So yeah. sure, sure enough, what I should have done, which is what we're talking about tonight, which is forget about GZ. If GZ is not being helpful to you, and look at other possible clues mm-hmm. to help you, or at least at that point, you've already searched GZ. I mean, I already, right. I, I, I already, oh, yeah. it was it was well searched. Um, not always, but. In this case, it was, or at yeah, least, yeah. at least you can go. You know what? I might come back here, but for now, I'm going to abandon this little area, and I'm going to go. Like you said, I should use the cache description, or you mm-hmm. know, because it was a little bit there. Now, let's get into a very sensitive topic, which is how much do you use spoilers? What is your thought? Yeah. So most of the time when I'm geocaching, it's after FTFs. Um, So I don't have the opportunity to use 
you know, photos or previous logs. Um, now, you know, that being said, I do get uh, the occasion like once a month to go out and do normal geocaching, not just FTF caching. Um, and in that case, I would say if, if it is, I would say if it's something very easy, it's supposed to be like a, a one or a two. Right. If I haven't found it in say 20 minutes, I'm definitely going to be looking. I don't always look at hints right off the bat. Um, so the, I'm the gonna, hint is provided. Right. Right. Yeah. If the hint is provided, if I don't know. If it's provided. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Another thing, yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd wait about 20 minutes or so. And then I start looking at the hint. If that doesn't help me out, then I'd say, you know, maybe, uh, I mean, if it's an easier one, a lower DT rating, then I'm going to probably soon after that start looking at the previous logs, uh, photos, that sort of thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to probably read the previous logs. And usually somebody may inadvertently give you, or maybe purposefully, you never know, uh, uh, a, a hint, you know? So uh, now if it's a more difficult uh, DT or at least, you know, difficulty rating, I'm, I'm more likely to um, read the hints pretty quick. Right. <laughs> um, but the logs and stuff like that, I'll probably search a good hour or more, you know, before I even start looking at that stuff. Yeah. That way it's still challenging, you know. Now, if I'm in a big hurry, yeah. <laughs> then I may, I may go ahead and give in and read all of that, you know, right at the beginning. Um, knowing that it's a difficult cache and trying to get a better idea of where it is. But I don't always do that. Like I said, only when I'm in a big hurry. Yeah. I mean, that's, and again, it, it makes me kind of think about where am I? Am I at home where I can come back to this location? You know, yes, I might, I might, definitely. I might kind of decide, you know what? Um, I might hunt longer. Right. Uh, but I also might, um, try to preserve as much of the adventure as possible. Whereas with Slinky Mom and I, we we do travel uh, and geocache quite often. And so, yes. am I not coming back to this location, or am I trying to get? You know, we're not always going for numbers, but once in a while, we we want to. We're trying to get to a spot like right. Um, when we were we were up in the Kansas uh, area on our uh, one of our recent uh, geocaching uh, holidays, uh, we were trying to get to a thousand and we didn't really, <clears throat> we had done some prep up to trying to get to uh, our, you know, trying to make 1000 sort of a, a memorable one. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a couple where, again, at that point you are doing maybe for numbers. So I'm kind of, uh, you know, uh, I am probably going to be, be more likely to, flow through the photos and fl right. flow through them pretty quick, you know, cause or, uh, weather <laughs> we were hunting one day and it was, the weather was kind of was starting to roll in and we were kind of in a little bit of a hurry. We're just, and we're doing just, you know, stuff along the almost, you know, nothing, no earth shattering geocache here. I'm sorry, but not all of them are earth shattering, but, uh, no. you know, so like you said, I'm flipping through, um, flipping through and trying to find some information. Some, um, I don't know about down in San Antonio. We have a couple of hiders or cash hiders and cash cashers up here. And they do a interesting thing. And I don't necessarily mind 
the way they do it, they took a lot of photos, but they take the photo, say this is the cache, and they put their they place themselves in a certain angle, so hmm. that the cache, uh, the 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 location of the cache, a lot of times is somewhere behind them, and so the idea behind yeah. that is is that I'm not going to give you a lot of hints. Well, a lot of times they're not showing you the. By the way, they're not showing you the container, but okay. they but they put themselves. They might show you the piece of paper. Yeah. You know? So they're holding the log in their hand, which gives you a little bit of a clue. Yeah. <clears throat> but oh, yeah. They're, they're usually standing in a spot where you can kind of look behind them and go, oh, okay, so it's behind them, so it's not clear over where I'm searching. It's mm. actually maybe behind me. So. But you know that they're doing that on purpose? Well, it tends to it tends to work itself out that way. Yeah. They, they do a mm. lot of – they found – there's a lot of – there's hundreds of caches that they have found that we end up finding because we're in the same area. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know, I and mean, that's a spoiler to an, to you know. Yeah, we we have some cachers that will, the way that they word their log. Yeah. Will give it away a little bit. Not it doesn't seem like they're giving it away, but if you read into it and you've found the cache, you're gonna you're going to know that that was somewhat of a clue as to where it's at. Um, not, I mean, they're totally not like coming right out and saying where it is, but you can but they're kind, kind of, of giving it. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of giving it away. So, you know, and now yeah. uh, one thing you mentioned in the notes and I've done this before, but again, it's, if you're comfortable with spoilers, this is kind of an interesting spoiler. And that is you can FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> With a friend. So this is, you know, when you're out there for a long time, right. maybe you're in the Texas summer heat, you know, it's like a hundred plus degrees humid and you're just dying because you've been out there an hour, an hour and a half or whatever. There comes a time when I will give in. Right. And I'll be like, I'm not going to hike, you know, a mile out here again, yep. especially unless it's maybe winter, but especially not in the summer. <laughs> right. So if if I have a one of my you know buddies has found it, I may I may FaceTime them, yeah, and say you know turn that camera angle around and say hey man <laughs> look around does any of this look familiar to yeah. you? Yeah, it look like it. Yeah. we're going with this thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've done that a number of times. Um, but I you know that's that's a that's not something I'm going to do often. No, and you're probably even still wanting just a general. I just want to know an area. I w- I'm trying to isolate right. the area down a little bit. Yeah, you know what's funny is um, there's a there's a cache in Marshall um, called Saint Joseph in a cemetery, and I tell you that booger, that was on my my white whale list. We all have the white whales out there that we can't, uh, you know, that we're trying to, yeah. to slay. And I tell you, I even had um, I even Facetimed. With uh, with uh, a friend of mine, and we're st- he's like, it's right, it's right. I mean, you're in the right area. I'm like, that doesn't help me. I'm not seeing it. It's like, and uh, sure enough, it was just. And it, it's tricky. It just sometimes. And other people have had had a lot of trouble with this, the geocache. Uh, but this is kind of gets into another thing, which is um, we had Susan and I had DNF'd it, but we marked it. We were good. Mm-hmm. We were good geocachers. We marked it. We marked it. What I say properly 
for a DNF, which is it probably is there and we just didn't have any luck today. Yeah. It wasn't the, it's not there. It's gone. Well, I hate to say it, but nobody's that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare. Unless you're doing a lamppost cash when, and you claim it's not there. I, I can probably believe you, but right. Um, I try very carefully. I could not find it today. I had no luck, but we came back. We marked it, put it on our watch list. Um, so it kept popping up as a, a nagging thing. Cause every time oh, people yeah. would find it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, um, but we came it's back calling out to you. It was, it was calling us and yep. came, came back, did the same, went to the same spot. And that time we did, we did find it pretty and quickly then, this time. No, it took us a long time again. Really? It's a yeah. tricky one. And what's funny is it's not, uh, it's a bison tube on a bush. Well, and it's, well, it's, oh. on a, it's on a branch. It's not, it's not a bush that you can really get to. What's funny is there's a fence. So you can't really get all around it. You have to reach over the fence to get to it. Oh. And so the trick that's which makes it a little tricky because you're like, is it over the fence? Is it not over the fence? Can I reach it? You know, I at least got information that I can reach, you know, obviously going to yeah. reach it. Otherwise, cash would be having trouble or whatever. But it, w- it was one of those where I just couldn't, see, you just couldn't see it. It wasn't necessarily that camouflaged. It just mm-hmm. was. Well, man, you know, bison tubes in bushes oh, are yes. the bane of my existence. <laughs> I have so much trouble seeing those. Oh, killer. Yes. And we, we a lot of times do those. That's a that's a very popular Yes, yes Texas, it is. Very popular Texas high. Yes. Well, you know, one of the things that I want before we go on too much further, one of the yeah. things that I wanted to mention before looking at those spoilers or the hints or whatever, um, you know, talk to somebody else. Um maybe they didn't even find it yet, but just talk to somebody else, tell them what cash you're after. Maybe have them read it. Maybe they're at work or whatever, and they can pull up that cache, have them read the the title, the description, and you know maybe maybe they can give you some suggestions as where to look. Um, having somebody else's perspective uh, can really really help. You know, for me, I'm usually out there by myself, so you know I I will get focused on one thing, not taking any of of our advice, and I'll just focus. Yeah. And and I'll walk away with a DNF and then, you know, somebody else comes around 20 minutes later and they found it like that. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, for some people, some hides might be easier than others, uh, you know, easier than for other people. So other people's perspectives uh, can help. That's, um, a really, that's a really good point because we all have different personalities. We have different, uh, different, ca- you know, cash experiences. And I think that's, yeah. That's very important. I think you're right. You know, there's times when it's um, it's important to to, to, because in in your case, you need a different angle without being out there. You need another. Yeah. You need a different perspective because you're like you said, you're out there usually by by yourself. So it is nice to hear from somebody else and go, you know what? This sure sounds like or it's, it's like anything. You're driving down the road. You're looking. In, you're looking around. You don't think there's a car there because it's in your blind spot. 
So you ask somebody else, to, you know, in the car to take yeah. a look. Is there somebody back there? Yeah, they're That's they're riding. Analogy. They're riding. They're riding you. They're in the very spot that they shouldn't be. Yeah. Shouldn't be driving. Well said. And then another tip is uh, take a break, walk away yes. for a little bit. You know, go go look for another cache. Maybe come back down the trail and uh, give it a go a little later when your you know your mind and your eyes are fresh. Or you know maybe come back another day with somebody else, um, with a friend. Maybe they could uh, get that extra pair of eyes on there and and help you find it. Approach it you know from multiple angles, like like you mentioned a moment ago, um, and you know. I liked your point that you also made uh, made in the show notes. Is, is, is time time of year? Sometimes um, you can kind of take advantage of that, oh. and, and to come back. Winter's coming in Texas pretty yeah. soon. A lot of our vegetation will start to die, and maybe that uh, the difficulty level of one of some cash may kind of go down a little bit. Yeah. Well, Those... maybe you might not have to deal with poison ivy, which we have to deal with a lot down yeah. here. So you might be able to at least get that advantage. Yeah. You know, I like uh, those tough, you know, bisons and bushes and things like that. Those things, I swear they get me all the time. But I I love caching in the winter. Here it's not really, you know, no, for yeah, we're not, not winter. Yeah, our winter is uh, pretty, pretty mild. Yeah, it's pretty comfortable to go outside. Um, so that's my favorite time to cache. And it's also a good time because, you know, there's less uh, leaves on the trees. Those uh, containers are going to probably pop out a little bit better. So I have often DNF'd, put it on a watch list, and waited until my, you know, winter outing, uh, geocaching outing to go and get those, you know, turn those frowns upside down. Right. Very good. Well, um, anything else you want to mention about our first, uh, first lesson on the show about what to do next? Well, you actually put something in the show notes. Um, do you replace it or throw down? Oh yes. Replacements. That's a good, it's a good thing. We take a minute on this. Um, I do not do, I will not replace it unless I have permission. Me too. Now, Never, ever do I replace something without permission from right. the CEO. Now that doesn't say I haven't sought permission. <laughs> there, right. have been, oh, yeah. there have been times when, um, I feel pretty confident, uh, confident enough that I'll contact this. Well, it's usually a CEO. I know that's number one. Right. I kind of have to know them personally. If I know them personally, um, I can usually contact them and I can say, you know what? Um, I really believe that this cash is missing. And so uh, try to get confirmation a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm usually, I, I, you know, I'll tell them I searched in this very, this spot. I give them the exact where I searched. I searched the, the second cedar tree. I searched, uh, on the north side of it, <clears throat> whatever it happened to be. And they're like, that's exactly where it should be. And I'm like, it's not here. I said, do you mind <laughs> if I put a cache here for you? And they're like, many times there are, oh, no, please do that. Now, down in, down here in Texas, um, you know, prime reviewer, uh, he frowns on, a lot of the, the reviewers in Texas frown on this. They do not want you main, maintenancing geocaches for other people 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I actually recall uh, what you might be referring to. I think I saw some uh, Facebook uh, posts yeah. on uh, your area's uh, Facebook page. Yeah, and so they do not they do not appreciate that. But um, what if I'm what if uh, I consider myself and them co-owners of the cash? What, mm-hmm. do, you do, what do you do now? Well, I mean, I'm now a co-owner of it. Yeah, they're well, allowing first... they're allowing me to be a co-owner of the cash. Yeah. So now we're 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 maintain, maintaining it. I don't know. I'm it's not a... one to argue with the reviewers. No, they're, you know they put so much time in. Um, for I our agree. game, that's true. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if they're they're, they're following the rules. Um, but it, I don't know if you've ever seen this uh, before. I've seen it on a, a few here in San Antonio. There's, um, and I, I don't know how. Uh, I don't think this got well. Uh, it didn't get widespread. Um, there's uh, on a few cash pages in San Antonio. There's a little. Um, icon of like a fire truck and it says GCRM and and there's a little link usually and it takes you to this uh, page that says GCRM the geocache rescue mission cooperative and it is basically if you can't find this cache and you think it's missing go ahead and replace it for me you have oh, my permission so so it's kind of like a, a a badge on the on the cash page saying, "You have my permission from the cash owner to replace it if you can't find it." I, I imagine that those that would be only for really easy, you know, like your lamppost. Yeah, lamppost missing, sure. Yeah, but I I don't know if you've ever seen that before. I uh, I, I always thought it was kind of interesting. I don't see it often, but I have seen it. That's interesting. That's uh, it's a good topic. Well, probably a full topic sometime to talk. Tried to cover it a little bit tonight, a little bit. Well, good. Um, well, um, coming soon to the show uh, next week is uh, show number twenty-five. I'm having Craig Michelle on. See my shell. He is an Aussie geocacher. He'll be on next week. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's gonna be Monday for him, Sunday for us. Uh, the week after that is what we already talked about, which is the uh, eight-hour charity podcast. And I forgot to mention the um, the link for that or where to go for more information. Uh, and that is go to the Geocache Talk um, website, geocachetalk.com, and go to the Podcast of Hope page on Geocache Talk to find out more information about that and about that show. Uh, in three weeks, I'm having on Keith Petrus. He's the um, the manager, the inventor, the creator of the FTF Geocaching Geocacher magazine. And I want to mention this. I was four weeks out. I usually don't mention four weeks out. But on December 18th, uh, I'm having on Doug McCray. Uh, I got finally roped in Mr. Retired Guy. Uh, <laughs> he... Uh, is the inventor of Ms. Pac-Man and he'll be on the show. Um, he is retired and he loves to travel. And so um, a little tricky sometimes getting him on, on uh, scheduled. But I worked, worked hard and I got him on the show. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the invention, you know, how he invented Ms. Pac-Man and all that occurred there. But mostly we're going to talk about his challenge caches. He's got a really cool series of challenge caches. We're going to talk about that. Uh, so 
Well, Jeff, thanks for being on the show tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, and we will uh, actually see you back on the show in a couple of weeks. Yeah, looking so, forward to it. So that'll be a, a good, uh, good fun evening, and I hope we do. Uh, we make our goal uh, raising uh, raising money for St. Jude. Such a, a wonderful cause. All and, the listeners should yeah. go out there and donate. Yes, even if you know, just you know, people say it's just a few bucks. Uh, you know, if everybody did that, we we'd make our goal. And so important that we do that. Yes. And watch the show. You know, at some point, pick pick an hour if you want, and whatever you want to do uh, for that. But uh, yes, please please donate, even if you can't make the show. Uh, you know, pop over there, uh, grab the link for our show. Uh, for St. Jude and um, uh, that money will all go, you know, goes into um, it'll all be counted as from, uh, well, you get your own tax stuff, but as far as the, for the fundraising event, it counts toward the fundraising event. That'll be fun to keep an eye on during the, during the, uh... well, uh, again, we hope you enjoy the show tonight. Uh, please email email me your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk and Facebook at facebook.com slash geocachetalk. show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on that subscribe button down below in this corner uh, so you can get uh, see and hear the show on a weekly basis. Until next week, don't just talk about geocaching or get frustrated. Don't get frustrated. Just keep going. But definitely get out and go geocaching. So good night, everyone. Everybody follow me.